Now let's join Holly Steffi and Red Velvet Media as we explore the inspirational worlds of music, media, and more. Used a little too much force And he drove that car as far as they could Abandoned it out west Splitting up on a dark set night Both agree on it was best And she turned around and looked at him As he was walking away Saying over her shoulder We'll meet again someday On the avenue Tangled up in blue He had a job in Santa Fe, working in an old hotel But he never did like it all that much, and one day it just went to hell So he drifted down to New Orleans, lucky not to be destroyed Well, we got him a job on a fishing boat docked outside Delacroix But all the while, he was alone, the past was close behind He's seen a lot of women, but he never escaped his mind And he just grew, tangled up in blue He was working in a topless place And I stopped him for a beer I just kept looking at the side of her face And the spotlight so clear And later on when the crowd tipped out I was just about to do the same She was standing there right beside my chair Said, don't tell me, let me guess your name I muttered something underneath my breath She studied the lines of my face Must admit, felt a little uneasy When she bent down to tie the laces of my shoes Tangled up in blue I lived with them on Montague Street in a basement down the stairs There was music in the cafes at night and revolution in the air Well, he started into dealing with slaves and something inside of him died She had to sell everything she owned and froze up inside And when it all came crashing down, I became withdrawn The only thing I knew how to do was keep on keeping on Like a bird that flew, tangled up in blue So now I'm going on back again, I got to get to them somehow All the faces we used to know, they're an illusion to me now Some are mathematicians, some are truck drivers' wives 
Don't know how what I got started I don't know what they're doing with their lives But me, I'm still on the road Heading for another joint We always did feel the same We just saw it from a different point of view Tangled up in blue fun show for me. Um, Michael J. Frey has written his book called State of Infection. And it's a really cool book because it's got a little bit of everything in there. It's got um, zombies and about um, the apocalypse and the world. And um, so the storyline is uh, um, that I that I read was that just like right before the Battle of Central Park, and um, the Second Civil War, President Obama declares a martial law in New York and New Jersey and Connecticut. And um, the infection that this book is about spreads. And uh, it's based on um, a story that Michael wrote. And I'm really interested to hear a little bit more about why he wrote this and what inspired him, what the catalyst was. The website for it is www.stateofinfection.com. I'm actually going to um, share the video on my website in a few moments. And uh, if you are tuning in, you can listen to the show in the chat room. And you can also listen to the show on demand on Red Velvet Media Blog Talk Radio and also on demand um, on iTunes. So let me bring um, Michael into the um, studio. We're going to talk. Michael, are you there? Yes, hi. There you are. That sounds okay. Do you, can you hear me okay? I can hear you fine. Oh, cool. Okay? Yeah, totally. I love the website. Um, you've changed a little bit since... Um, I was on at last. It's really, really, really cool. If everyone wants to go to it, the www.stateofinfection.com. That's really, it's a really, really cool website. Um, so, Michael, tell us a little bit about this book and um, how this came to be, and and then I want to get into a little bit about about you and uh, what made you decide to write this book. This is really cool. Get the book at Amazon also, guys, in Barnes & Noble and also on the site. So, Michael, tell us a little bit about the book and um, and uh, how it came to be. Okay, great. Um, well, uh, I, I guess it came to be when um, I was in the hospital one night working um, like a really late shift, and it was probably – this is probably – a year ago, a year and a half ago, and mm-hmm. I, I was, like, up all night, um, really busy, patient labor, 
um, I got home after this really long shift and my brain was just really fried and I, you know, came downstairs and I knew sleep was out of the question because my family was going to be up soon. And so I, I basically just like um, guzzled a few cups of coffee and wound up in front of my, my computer. <laughs> and I, I think it started as sort of like a short story wannabe, if you will. Um, and then it just kind of kept going. Um, and the next thing I knew, it was uh, this book, State of Infection, kind of was coming along. Originally, I had called it Z-A-N-Y-C um, uh-huh. for the zombie apocalypse NYC, but we decided to change that later on. Um, and, you know, I, I really hadn't written before this a full-length novel, but, um, you know, I'd, I'd really been more of just like short stories than, than – and writing poetry, but um, I, I don't know. I, I pulled the pen and went for it, and I'm really glad I did. Yeah, well, let me tell you something. The video, I just posted the video on my Facebook. You can also find it on staveinfection.com. It's really cool, and, you know, I love zombies. Uh, zombies are really something. <laughs> and, you know, I actually invited a few people from the, um, so to speak, horror film industry, Jessica Cameron, she um, was in an interview today actually doing, um, starting a new movie, asked her to be on. She's done quite a few um, horror movies and zombie movies and stuff like that. And she super was excited about it and wished you a lot of luck on this. So um, I wanted to say that a lot – I reached out to a lot of my friends because we have had a few people on here, especially around Halloween and and then we leading into, you know, very auspicious days um, to invite them to listen to the show. I also want to give a really quick shout-out to my friend who um, I'm hoping is listening. I'm not really sure, but if you're listening, um, I'm, I'm sending lots of love and light to you right now. And you know who it is. I just got some kind of weird news today about a very dear friend of mine and um, I'm super concerned but so I'd like to just say to him um, if you're listening to this show I hope that uh, this brings a little smile to your face because uh, that's what we like to do here at Red Velvet Media Blog Talk Radio don't we? We like to, we like to talk about really fun things and what more better to talk about than zombies oh my gosh that is a, this, that is a fun this topic is, Oh, well, let me tell you. I mean, um so so the whole so the whole storyline is that there's um Obama's declaring a martial law in New York, New Jersey, Connecticut and the infection, the ZA infection. Is that now ZA stands for what again? Um zombie apocalypse um, okay. infection. Yeah. Okay. So that in, that infection spreads and then the military gets involved and then Manhattan's reborn as a city-state under a military dictatorship. And uh, you have two, you have a couple, you have a couple um, characters in here: Mike Califf and Avalon Calendar, um, who are trying to struggle to survive between the zombies and the ruler of New York. Um, and then also a war doctor, William Jackson. Uh, do you 
do you find yourself um, playing any one of these characters in this? I think a lot of people think that um, who read the book would, you know, sort of think that I, the main character, Mike Callis, is is me or what I was um, thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not really. I mean, I guess to some extent, but I, I don't. Um, I don't think so. Like. Uh, it, he is a combination of a little bit of me, but also a lot of different doctors that I know. And mm-hmm. I tried to sort of roll them together to make, a, um, you know, a, a good guy who cares, um, but who's also a little imperfect and also, you know, struggling with his own things and has, um, you know, got some issues with um, being infatuated with his best friend's girlfriend, which is Avalon Calendar, and is he going to go for that or not? And um, so I, I initially, you know, a lot of the, um, or there are a lot of um, operas that I incorporate or little stories about operas that I incorporate into this novel. And um, I came up with the name Caliph, um uh, I borrowed his name from Prince Caliph from um, mm-hmm. from the opera Torindo, which is one of my favorite operas. And um, so Prince Caliph became my Caliph, and um, and and there he is. So I, I guess I guess there's some of me in him, but he's definitely not based on me. Yeah, no, it's a very it's a very cool book, and it's a very cool read. And if you are listening to this show on the player and you see the um, logo, I love I love the cover. The cover is really cool, how you have the green branch and then the radiation sign showing there. That is really cool. Did you design that yourself? I did not. We had a really good um, artist. Um, he's actually um, uh, uh, British and... Um, uh, his name is Tommy Dalton, and he uh, he did the cover for us. He actually did two covers for us. Um, we started with one that was a little more um, sort of comic book covery, but we mm-hmm. switched over to this to the one that we currently have. Um, but he's really a terrific artist, and I think he really did a great job uh, for us and for the um, for Black Rose Writing, which is uh, which is my publisher. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, um, Black Rose writing. And you yourself mentioned that you were a physician and also an assistant to a professor in New York City, um, and you mentioned labor. Are you a um, an OBGYN? I am, yes. Um, Are you really? Oh, how beautiful yes. to bring birth into the world. Wow, what a trip, the, the parody there. So you're bringing birth into the world in real life. And then you write a yeah. book about zombies. That's like <laughs> really, really crazy. Um, I bet you're a fun OBGYN. That must be like, <laughs> you probably you're great at telling stories to people when they're in labor, screaming at you, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, I've yet to I've yet to show up in the labor room with like zombie, you know, makeup on. But uh, but yeah, I think. I think uh, it's good to have a little bit of a sort of fun side when you're dealing with this stuff. You know, um, patients especially who are going through labor for the first time are really unsure of what's coming, and, you know, uh, the pain can get pretty intense. So it's, oh, it's yeah. good to try and 
make him smile. Yeah. I think everyone. I think everyone that has had a child knows and remembers that pain. But honestly, it's really funny. For me, it was the worst pain I'd ever had, but it was the first pain I forgot. Because, and then I know that really sounds strange, but to me, um, having my daughter was such a beautiful thing. And I was really, I was super lucky. I, I had, I mean, honestly, I hear about, Poor people that are just in labor forever, and I was in labor for three hours, which seemed like forever to me. But at that time, three hours is nothing compared to what some people go through. And um, I did it natural, too, because I was planning on having my daughter at home. But then when my water broke, um, my midwife said, oh, my goodness, you're, like, going to have a bigger baby than six pounds, so you need to go to the hospital. So I was so pissed off because I had spent all that time getting my house ready and my whole room ready to ha- bring this baby into the world in my home. I mean, oh, man, I had it all. Oh, it man. was all dialed out. It was beautiful. And uh, um, I ended up in a birthing I ended up in a birthing suite, which was really cool. You know, one of the rooms that you have your baby in and you recover in at the same time and it's got like a right. home setting and stuff. Yeah, it was really cool. And uh, Oh, nice. I had her natural, but I'm going to tell you, and she was nine pounds and I'm tiny. And when um, I was getting ready to give birth to her, I remember I had my midwife there and then the doctor was coming and they were screaming, saying, don't push, it's not time, the doctor's not here yet. And I was just like, you're telling me not to push? Are you crazy? You know? <laughs> so right when the doctor walked in the room, um, I had my daughter, and um, my midwife was able to be on the birth certificate, which was really cool. And uh, I can't say I can't say anything but just beautiful, positive things about childbirth. What made you decide to become an OBGYN? Uh, good question. Uh, I, I, you know, I think when I was trying to figure out what field I was going to go into, I knew that I mm-hmm. liked doing stuff more with my hands, like hands-on stuff, uh-huh. um, rather than something like general medicine where you wind up using more uh, of your brains than your hand. And I so I initially kind of was leaning toward a surgical field, and I was thinking about general surgery maybe. Um, but then, you know, I, I guess after I delivered my first baby, it really kind of clicked, and it just wow. felt amazing. It's nothing right. that I did, yeah, nothing that I did in my training felt that mm-hmm. good or was that exciting to me. I mean, I remember, I still remember you know, the first baby that I um, delivered, I, I wasn't, I didn't even like, I was too like nervous and excited to even put my gloves on. I just like, I remember walking out of the room like covered in blood and goo and it just was really um, a great feeling and experience. And I like went home and I like called all my, you know, friends and my, my mother. And I was like, I just felt like that was the field for me. Um, wow. And um, yeah. How many years it, it, did that know, take? I mean, how many years um, does that take to get to become um, to be in well, that league? Sure. Well, you do four years. I did four years in um, medical school, and then residency is an additional four years for OBGYN. 
Um, so, you know, it's basically a total of eight years plus college. Um, and uh, that's when you went, when you transition from a, a resident to a, you know, a, um, a what do you call it, an attending or a junior attending. Um, mm-hmm. And um, and that's when you're when you're on your own. And, um, wow, that's great! I give you, I, I I send you major major love to be able to bring life to the world because um, it's so precious. And uh, and sure. you know, people don't realize, you know, the mothers that are out there and the soon to be mothers and the ones that maybe just decided that mother being a mom isn't for them. Um, there's nothing like, it's it's so indescribable, like being able to create something and be able to have that come into the world and having people like you yourself um, help us because there is a lot that goes into being pregnant and um, also having a child and then the years afterwards, um, and you're a parent too. So, what's that like for you when you look at your own children, and um, you know that you want to bring them up in a really good world? And there's so many things happening around us, and and here you go writing a book about zombies, which is really fun. I think that's such a I think that's such a fun thing to do because um, it's almost like that's the fear part, you know, of like somebody and almost a comical part um in someone and then you go into writing a book about zombies and about an infection that could very well. This book what's really scary about this book. And I mean, it's not scary like scary in the sense of, "Ooh, I'm scared. I'm going to I'm going to, you know, something bad's going to jump out at me." Scary as in feeling that a lot of this could really happen. That's what's really funny about this whole thing. It's very real. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I I really did try to, you know, a, a lot of people have told me that they they like this story or that story or or this zombie movie or that one, but that it's just, you know, it's kind of fake. And I remember someone just saying to me, most zombie stories start with like, boom, you're in the zombie apocalypse, and there's no real explanation mm-hmm. to it. And this kind of, uh, this writing this book allowed me to sort of write just fun um, and also incorporate medical knowledge that I have. And, you know, Mm -hmm. so I tried to come up with a sort of realistic, you know, I was trying to think like what medically could cause someone to sort of be zombie-ish and, um, you know, I think I came up with a sort of fun idea that that sort of explains it and makes it, you know, realistic enough so that you can, if you use your imagination, you can, you know, really put yourself there and 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 really imagine something like that happening. No, I I totally, after everything I've seen in real life, and we're talking about in different parts of the world stuff. And also, even in this, um, in the United States, um, it's a very, it's a very, I, I, I could see it being a very, very big parallel. There could be, um, you know, this has a lot of truth in it. And plus, what's really cool is they're 
um, starting to make people more aware. And I mean, like The Walking Dead, True Blood, um, um, Bitten, um, Being Human, Lost Girl. You know, they're bringing everybody into that whole like mystic realm of of imagination where it crosses over, sci-fi crosses into reality. Um, where it could actually become part of someone's real life. Um, I really, I really understand where you're coming from when you wrote this book. I, I, I can see that. And what's really, really interesting about it is, like I said, there are so many shows now on TV, and I, everyone knows I'm a huge fan of True Blood and a huge fan of um, Being Human, which. I saw the last one the other night. I cried. I thought it was so. Did you see it? Do you watch? Did you watch Being Human? You know what? That one I have not started yet. Um, oh, but you have to I, see it. That just ended. The series have. ended this last Monday. It was just. It had a really happy ending. It had a happy ending, and um, and then Lost Girl. Have you ever watched Lost Girl? I I have you know I've been right now I've been um, I'm in the middle of power watching this um, also sci-fi um, show um, called Helix and yeah Helix I'm is cool of, yeah so uh, that's that's but I definitely those are like my shows like I love watching those those shows yeah I mean, well you know Walking Dead yeah yeah um what's really cool is um how lost girl is more about the fey world the dark and the light fey which is kind of cool and about um the valkyries and about um and if anybody doesn't know what a valkyrie is it's the angel um that comes uh and you know it's 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 really cool it's it's uh got a lot of really good big storyline in there and uh um, Walking Dead, yeah, definitely. Um, I can truly see that. That's so realistic. I know there's really hardcore fans out there that love The Walking Dead. And what's really fun is, have you ever gone to Comic-Con? Um, you know, I haven't. Um, I'm actually in talks with um, being involved with it this year and also with um, with a uh, a zombie crawl in New York City, which is... Um, which gets pretty massive every year. Yeah, I want to get you, you know what, after the show I'm going to give you a call. I'm going to get you in touch with Jessica Cameron because um, I don't know if you know who she is, but she's done quite a few movies, um, horror flicks and uh, zombie movies. And um, I'm just looking here because I want to just... give you a little information. She's she's a really nice person too. She's uh done oh uh, well. She's got the end of the night that is uh just coming out and uh she Truth or Dare, you know the movie Truth or Dare? Uh, sure. that just yeah. that was her. And also uh I even put it on her book. She goes she's meeting at the time but have fun um also she's getting ready to do uh some other really cool things. I think you should definitely do Comic Con and get involved in some of the um things that are going on. Are are you looking at getting involved at any with any of the um science fiction type besides Comic Con, any of the horror festivals at all? 
Yeah. Um, well, there there is. Um, I've been talking with um, um, this gentleman who runs um, this. They do a lot of like sort of zombie events, if you will, in in New York City and um, you know in like Manhattan and Brooklyn and. Um, it's really they have like fun stuff and they you know there's like events and there's a like day with the zombies with the Mets and a zombie crawl and um, there's even a, a zombie burlesque show so I heard yeah yeah I haven't um, seen that yet but I bet that would be interesting so yeah um, I'm definitely going to be involved in some of this and I'm not sure how or in what way and we're in, we're still sort of talking it out um but um i, I think it's going to be a lot of fun and oh, well, it, I, have know, to get, be, I i definitely have to get you hooked up with some of these people um she also did the black dahlia haunting she did um oh, that sure. movie uh so silent night and um mr hush and uh oh just tons of really fun movies and she tells me it's really funny she meets a lot of a lot of people that are fans and um and she says that it's really fun she likes to interact and she's one of the very few actresses that i have met in this entertainment industry in the horror industry that um so to speak sci-fi slash fantasy horror um you know uh flicks that really interact with their with their fans and it's really cool. I would really like to see you at the Comic Con. I would like to see you there doing some book signings. Tell me, do you have any events coming up soon that we can talk about where people can go to and see you in person besides going to the fantastic um website, stateofinfection.com, all one word. I'm looking here hold on, wait, wait, wait. You do have a couple. You have Barnes and Noble coming up. Um, there's a book signing there in um, Morgan Lake, New York, right? In, in, yeah, in Mohegan Lake. Um, Mohegan, I'm sorry. Um, no, that's okay. Um, yeah, that's coming up shortly. I'm actually doing something tomorrow um, at Morgan Stanley, uh, a, uh, um, a, I guess I'm doing a little talk and a book signing. And, awesome. Um, yeah, and hanging out with some people and um, – and then I see you're doing the, another radio show on the 22nd, which is cool. And yeah, then, I have I have a couple of um, interviews and radio shows coming up that I, um, you know, that we haven't firmed updates on. And well, I think it's really cool. We need to get the word out there. I see you're going to be part of the Bewitching Book Tour and um, the Book Expo, so that's kind of cool too, because the Book Expo is really fun. But um, I love your website. Did you design that? Oh, thank you. Um, I did. Um, I did with help, um, you know, from um, the publishers and uh, PR yeah. people that uh, that they have working with me. So yeah, yeah. It turned out. It turned out well. I mean, it's constantly. It's super cool. I love the metal. Has a very. It has a very steampunk feel to it with the metal stuff. Yeah. But um. It, your book's on Amazon, and uh, you can get it there. You can get the Kindle edition, um, State of Infection, on Amazon, and it's also at Barnes & Noble. 
and you can actually get the paperback book, and it's uh, there too as well. And um, I am actually going to um, write a review on this book because I normally like to try to always write reviews once I read a book, and I get so many different books from people and I read so many different books, but this one really was fun. This was a really fun read. I really liked how it ended, and it just left you with a lot of questions. I could see this being made into a movie, definitely, or some sort of, um, yeah, I mean, you'd laugh. Let's do it. You know, I mean, I think, I think it would be really, I think it would be really a fun, a fun movie. I, if you, I if would. You, okay. Yeah. I'm going to if ask Hollywood you. Hollywood would agree. I would agree. Uh, well, listen. Let's do this then. Okay. Let's take the book, and let's take the characters, and I want you to tell me who you would like to see play the different characters in the book. So you know that you know actors and actresses that are out there right now. Who would be? What would be? What would be your ideal cast of characters for this book? if it were made into a movie. Interesting, interesting. Uh, I would have to say for Avalon Calendar, um, I would call upon um, an unknown actress, um, namely my wife, Jessica, because I think she would really do justice to the part. Um, Mm -hmm. Jessica is... uh, um, from Alabama and she came to New York to do some acting and some modeling and mm-hmm. I sort of um you know swept her away from all that when we got married so she doesn't get to to do that stuff much these days um but she's a, a terrific actress and I think that she would be good for the role um at this point but I might be a little biased on that. Um, so let's see. I think um, maybe for the character of Mike Callis, boy, who could we get? Um, maybe uh, we could get. Maybe uh, we could see if Brad Pitt's available. I'll have to give him a call and see. But I know he likes <laughs> doing the. the you really stuff. think Brad Pitt? You know, okay. Well, I want to hear what do you, who do you see the, as the doctor? Is, I'm looking at a website right now. Is your um, wife um, uh, got a website up on her resume with acting? She does not. No, she's okay. really she's really in um, in you know a housewife very, motherhood. Very role. low. Yeah, she's a mom. Yeah. That's the most yeah, important job of all. You know, is she, being a mom. It sure is. Absolutely, and she does and so, the job very so well. I want to know, I want to know, I want to know. Who do you see playing the doctor? So, I have someone, and I'll tell you who, who, and you tell me what you think. Okay, let's start with yours. You tell me first who you see, and then I'll okay. tell you who I see. <laughs> I could I could see, I'm, I'm going out on a limb here. How about um, Woody Harrelson? Woody Harrelson would be really cool, even though he's done that zombie movie. You know who I was thinking about was Christopher Walken. Oh, that would be really good. Yeah. I'm I, a I huge could see Christopher Chris- Walken. Yeah. I, I am, too. I love Christopher Walken. I could see Christopher Walken 
playing maybe the role of Caster Dean, who Whitney? is the Caster Dean, who is the um, is the the leader of New York, the the, uh, uh-huh. the king of New York, if you will. Oh yeah, um, I could see I could that. See him in that role. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I got hooked on Christopher Walken um, as a young adult when I saw The Dead Zone. I saw that movie, and I was, the movie, not the series, the movie, the actual real movie. I was just like so hooked. I, I, that that there drew me in, and I found him to be fascinating. And then over the time meeting him and um, knowing the work he does and things that um the different projects he's a very intense person but he's also really fun um and i can say that about a lot of actors there's a lot of people out there uh that gosh i could see that would be really cool i would really love to see that made into this made into a movie or even just like even a small little mini series or a mini or or just a a small movie you know that they do on one of the on the sci-fi channel or something like that um have you always been intrigued with um the kind of like you know the creepy um horror type scary movie stuff as a young child i have actually i i guess i'm kind of i've always been sort of a horror film junkie and Really? I love, yeah, and I love Stephen King, and I obsessively, you know, read and listen to his books on tape, and um, I, I really like his stuff. Not not all of it, but a lot of it. And um, yeah, so he's intriguing. Oh my, man! Yeah, he is. He is a very mm-hmm. interesting guy. Um, but definitely, that's my wheelhouse. I would say. Um, and so that's why it was it was fun just to write this because I guess my day job, if you will, is is really a lot of serious stuff, a lot of um, yeah, you know, medicine serious. and science and cut and dry. Yeah, of course. So there, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> so yeah. So I, I think that you know, being able to just write a, a, a fantasy or a horror you know, novel, it, it's a little bit of an escape and it's, it's definitely something that was a lot of fun to do. But, and it also allowed me, like I said, to, to incorporate some of the things that I think could realistically happen. You know, the, the infection that, that they call the ZA infection, um, and the, the doctors in the book call it, or I guess the proper clinical term that's used is Montoya's encephalopathy. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's something that could, I don't know that people are going to necessarily walk around as zombies, but who knows what could happen at some point. I mean, there's definitely a possibility of a large outbreak somewhere, maybe not in New York City, but in a more rural area. There's there's always um, a risk of an outbreak um, of mm-hmm. something that, you know, could cause well, look at all those yeah, diseases. Damage. Yeah, look at all those. Look at the Legionnaire's disease that broke out just from an air conditioning unit, supposedly, and um, yep. other stuff like that. 
You know, um, I want to take a really quick break, and I want to come back and ask you, um, we're going to get into some more really fun stuff. Uh, Let's take a really quick break, and we'll be right back. We'll be right back with more Holly Steffi and Red Velvet Media. selection, a bestseller for 11 weeks and counting, Sue Monk Kid, spirituality and creativity have always been linked for me. She's a literary phenomenon, but almost wasn't. You were at first told no potential to be a novel. How to listen to your soul's deepest desire. Did you feel out of alignment being a nurse? We become what we pay attention to. That is a tweet, tweet. Super Soul Sunday, all new, Sunday, 11 a.m., 10 central, only here. Hey, we're back. I love doing Oprah's uh, promos. Um, that's for the OWN Network, and uh, I can't say anything better than they've, she's got some really cool interviews going on right now, and we're happy to be part of that. So I wanted to um, get back to your book, The Reason. What, 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 what were some of your favorite movies when you were growing up? that you watched that really stuck with you? Because there are a few that I can't... It's really funny. I can't explain exactly what it is, but there are some movies... Like, I can watch some that are really scary, but then there, like, there are some kind of type of scary movies that just kind of creep me out that I can't watch. it. And there's a fine line there. Um, what, what, what were some of your favorites growing up? Well, I, I guess... Uh... In, if we're talking strictly in the, yeah. in the horror genre, um, I think the first ones that I can really remember seeing and really scaring the pants off me were the Friday the Thirteenth and the Halloween movies. Because when I was mm-hmm. when I was like in the teen, you know, fifteen, sixteen, that was those were like the movies that were coming out, you know, every two years and. Um, I think Friday the 13th, the first one, was the first um, horror movie I saw. And um, the last scene in that movie, it's still kind of, I mean, I can still, it could just scare me out of bed. It's absolutely terrifying. And um, so those were like the first first ones. And there was, I I remember me and my brother one night we were up and we watched this kind of random but really good horror movie called Wolfen, and that was really good, too. Um, mm-hmm. Like werewolf, you know, the early 80s werewolf. Um, mm-hmm. So it was it was good. Those were, like, the first ones that, you know, I, I really got into. Um, you know, I think at this point, if, you know, looking at some of the z- zombie movies that have come out recently, they, they oh, really yeah. started to change. They really started to change, and they're and they're really um, focusing on more realistic zombies and scarier zombies instead of just the Night of the Living Dead. Um, almost, almost like voodoo mummies, 
which is mm-hmm. the, sort of the origin of the original zombie movie. Um, the, the more recent movies with their faster, angrier zombies that, uh, again, that all, a lot a lot have more of a a medical deformity or viral cause of their madness. Um, mm-hmm. They're really they're getting really scary. And they're they're evolving to become really scary and real, really realistic. Yeah, you know that's very true. And you know I love the Woody Harrelson one, where that Zombieland. I mean that that movie just just I can't even eat a Twinkie without thinking about that movie. It's just so funny, you know. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I can't. But I have to tell you one movie. Um. Well, there are a couple of things I want to tell you. First of all, there was one movie that was very realistic and where you talked about bringing it into the future and um, Ultraviolet. Did you see Ultraviolet? Never seen that. You need to see that. That movie is intense. Um, not only um, I'm, I'm bringing it up here just so I can tell you. I can tell you about the movie. It's just... Um, it's really, it's, it's, it's a movie that really was based, based on a virus too, that was about, uh, let's see here. It was from 2006. That's crazy. I didn't know. Let me see here. I didn't know the movie was that old because I've, I've just like always loved it. And, uh, it's, it's just. A really, it's just a really cool movie. Um, it's based on a, it's it's a 2006 Chinese American um, science fiction movie, um, and Mila, uh, Mila Joke. Jo- I can't even say her name correctly. It's not yeah. horrible, and I've seen it so many times. Um, she I- plays Violet Song, and um, she is out to save a little boy who's the cure of this be- of this virus that is um coming out and they want to save the child beforehand so basically um she's a woman she's infected with um a vampire like disease and uh so anyone that's infected with that disease is sentenced to death in in the world it's kind of like a little bit about what you wrote about so with her advanced, like she does a lot of martial arts and stuff like that, she right. gets through to a little boy that's named Six, whose um, blood contains a cure for the disease. So she goes on a mission to um, take over the futuristic government and um, make sure she defeats the guy that's running everything and that she's taking care of him. And it's a really... You want to see a movie that well she looks be- she's absolutely beautiful in this movie and the martial arts is amazing too as well um but it's just un- unbelievably I-, I love that movie that was a really good movie it was kind of like an underground movie but um so it's called Ultraviolet you need to see that and um like I said me for watching movies like I could watch a zombie movie and stuff like that and you were saying that they're becoming more real you know the movies that scare me the most are the movies that are about like um 
possession, the houses that are becoming possessed. And I can't watch those movies. They get me really creeped out because it's very, it's just too real, you know? Um, it, it's funny, my wife... I can't, um, yeah. Yeah, my wife would agree with you that, you know, she's um, she's a, a real... Um, believer, um, a, a religious Christian, and um, I guess a real believer in in Satan and the devil. And um, it's funny because I, I briefly talked about writing a story with that plot line, and she really talked me out of it because she just said it's it's not. She doesn't want me working on something like that. Because it's just too real. You go into the dark. Yeah. Yeah. You do. You go, you literally do. I feel um, you really go into the dark, and uh, it's it's very hard. Um, I, I don't know. I've spent so much time in New Orleans and seen some really scary stuff. And I just really, I you know, and 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 also even in 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 certain parts of Florida, where they have voodoo, and even over in the Seychelles Islands, it's just very, it's very real. And the movies like that scare me that come out. I I loved. I loved um, I loved the Friday the Thirteenth movies. I thought those were good, and Halloween and all that. Yes, those really got me nervous. Those movies got me really nervous. But you know, the ones that really kind of weirded me out was like The Omen, um, The Exorcist. Um, uh, what was the other one? Oh, and the Freddy Krueger movies. I I just couldn't watch those because they. I his character was just like really creeped me out. That, yeah, yeah, that, you know, I mean, that was it was brilliant the part he played in that. But um, you know, for me, it's like I'm really good with the science fiction. I'm all I'm a huge science fiction um, fan, and uh, that's why. Yeah, watch. Uh, you should watch the Being Human series. Um, the one, not the UK one, the one here in the United States, because I know there are two of them, and. Okay. Uh, and that one's really good, and and then also Lost Girl. It just ended, but it's coming back next year. And then I can't wait for True Blood to start back up in June. That's like really super exciting for me. That kind of is borderline too, a little gory at times and a little too weird. But um, I like I really I like something that you can get lost in and you can just kind of like you know that that kind of keeps you on the edge, but you're also reading, you know, you're, you could see that being something that you could read too. Like, you know, True Blood is based on a series of books. So right. I could see, I could totally see your book, State of Infection. Um, and, and make sure you check out Ultraviolet. Um, it's, it's just one word, Ultraviolet. I just posted the, um, the, uh, the trailer on my Facebook page for anybody that wants to see it. Are you on Facebook, by the way? Because I looked for State of Infection and I couldn't find it. But are you personally on Facebook? I am personally on Facebook, but the State of Infection, we do have a um, 
uh, Facebook website um, that that has a lot of uh, a, a lot of information and, and good stuff on it, and it's um, uh, www.facebook.com backslash state of infection. So it's, okay, I'm, I'm going um, to there now. State of and because I'm looking for it. Oh, okay, so it's got your picture there. Okay, very cool. Okay, I'm going to like it. I like it. Oh, great, thank you. Yeah, no, thank and um, you guys uh, can find it on my Facebook page, and uh, I can see, yeah, there's a lot of really cool stuff here, which is really, really kind of neat. Yeah, I can see that catch the infection and stuff like that. I see, like, Spider-Man. Oh wow, that's cool. You know it's funny. Yeah, um the gentleman did you do you like my um I have to tell you my, my my um opening to my shows and my be right back and all that. The voiceover right. was done by Lex Lang, who is now the official voice of Batman and um and the in the comics and also has done so many other animes and he's got such a great voice and I want to thank Lux so much for doing my commercials for me and also to the OWN Network um, for their support and all the great spots that we get with them and I just, you know, it's really funny. Do you get into voices and stuff or um, characters? Do you find yourself going into characters can you relate well, to any one character will, in particular? I will say that, um, just for starters, I agree that guy has a, a really great voice. Um, so, you don't, you know, it's funny um, in terms of characters and voices. Um, we've talked a little bit about um, audiobook um, yeah. options and things. And so, you know, I started listening to some um some people, uh, you know, potential narrators for the story. I'm becoming really sensitive to this and, and attuned to, you know, the slight little differences in so many different voices and should it be told by a man or a woman or um, young or old or what's the best way to sort of do this. But um, but I'm definitely starting to get into to voices and um and it is interesting the you know the little subtle differences between um a lot of different um people that that I've listened to so far yeah you know it's funny the guy that did my Lex who did my voiceover on my advertisement and that's an original piece of music by the way that he created for my show it's my signature um music and uh, it's really beautiful. It brings a little bit of spirituality, but fun, plus a little bit of Africa, plus a little bit of little bit of fun, you know, pop culture type things, because that's what we're really all about. And this show definitely fits into pop culture. And again, if you missed the beginning of the show, again today I have Michael Frey on with his new book, State of Infection. And if you missed the beginning, you can listen to it in, in its entirety again on iTunes and on demand on Red Velvet Media, Blog Talk Radio. I extended the show, Michael. Do you have a few more minutes, or, or do you have to go? Sure. Okay, no, no. I just didn't um, want. I did want to keep you on too long, because you know, 
my interviews are, are super fun to do because it's not like just like, you know, you set up questions and I'm going to sit here and ask you, oh, well, what did you do when you were 12 years old? No. Mm-mm. This is like re- really freestyle. And that's what makes Red Velvet Media so different than all the other interviews that are out there. Um, although there are some people that are doing interviews very close to mine. And I really I really like that. I really enjoy listening to the really... Um, really kind of laid-back interviews that go on. And I want to thank everyone in the chat room for being there, too. If anybody wants to call in, oh, yeah, let's give them a call-in number, 347-677-1036. Jill, if you're listening out there, Jill, Jill's um, also a really hardcore, um, uh, well, Jill, you're, in, you're out there in Vegas, baby. Call me. She's, like, really hardcore into... Uh, um, horror and slash type movies. It's really, it's really trippy. But again, the number is three four seven six seven seven one zero three six. And if you want to call in and talk to either myself or Michael, you can do so. And uh, I want to say this Friday, um, everybody tune in as I have Baron Wallman on, and we're going to be celebrating the fiftieth year anniversary of Woodstock, which is kind of cool. And he's going to actually be at a art gallery doing a book signing on his new book, Woodstock. But getting back to your amazing book, State of Infection, um, is there a follow-up to this? Are you currently working on anything to follow up on this? Um, I, I have ideas. I haven't started writing anything. Um, mm-hmm. Truthfully, the... Um, since the book has come out, they they do have me pretty busy, so which is great. Um, um, but just sort of um, being out there with the book is is uh, is sort of what I've been doing a lot of these days, um, fiddling around with a um, a short story idea that I I kind of wanted to write for a, a long time um, and. So I think that that's a little bit I can I can get that done while doing some of the the, the book stuff um, and you know when I have what little free time I have I, I've been working on a short story um, instead instead of trying to continue this story um, and it's it's just an idea it's called the Universal Commercial and it's a futuristic story where once a year um, there's a company that has been able to rope basically all media outlets into promoting one commercial at one time once a year. And there's sort of a big competition to see who's going to win the universal commercial. And the short story begins with the final two – uh, people with their final two ideas um, battling it out for the universal commercial. And that, that's what I've been just sort of playing with these days. Wow. So do you, when you go into um, the hospital and you visit your patients and stuff like that, do you ever share any, do they know you're a book writer? Do they know that you've written books on zombies? Do you tell your patients that? I usually don't. I, 
it, Why not? Yeah, I mean, you know, so, some patients just know because they they see it online or in the bookstores or um but truthfully most of my patients have like a thousand things on their mind and it's not my you know my writing um sure. career or sideline you know so it's it's a difficult transition in conversation and it's i usually keep it pretty much in the medical realm when when I'm when I'm talking to my patients but if I have someone in labor and I'm just kind of hanging out with them or you know we're just you know sitting by the bedside um, then yes especially if like a nurse will come in and ask me something about the book or how it's going or they saw this or heard that and then the patients will ask me um, you know what's what's up with that and and that gives me an opportunity to tell them but I don't I usually don't also I don't want like my patients to feel guilty that that they have to go out and get the book or anything like that so I don't I don't know I just I'm a little self-conscious about it I guess yeah no I totally I totally get that um I could I, I think I could make it it would be a really fun thing to do though like um, switch it up a little bit, make it a little, make it a little exciting for somebody, you know, to try to get them out of their mindset. Because a woman in labor and a woman um, dealing with stuff like that, you know, you need a little diversion once in a while. Uh, do you? How often are you in the hospital? Are you in the hospital pretty much every day? No, um, you know, usually I'm in the office most days, but. Um, when I'm on call or I'd say roughly, you know, when patients are in labor, roughly twice a week I'm in the hospital um, mm-hmm. with patients in labor. Um, the rest of the time, uh, you know, it's mostly seeing patients in the office. Mm-hmm. What do you, um, what advice do you give to your patients when they're going through labor? What What do you try to um, have them focus on and stuff. Somebody that's doing it naturally, obviously. Well, the ones that are doing it naturally and are, you know, in a lot of pain, and um, I always am saying, you know, just think about your daughter, think about your son, think about you're doing this for them, uh, uh, you know. But I also do think that if someone's going through natural labor and they're just really suffering and they're really not pushing effectively, you know, then I, I think I'm, I'm a believer in, you know, saying yes to drugs and, um, I, I'm very comfortable telling a patient who I think would, would do well to have an epidural or to have the you know, benefit from it. Yeah. 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 I hear you Definitely. on that one. I was, I was very close and I remember sc- <laughs> I remember, I remember being in that much pain, but I don't. Like I said, I don't remember the pain, but I remember um, saying, "Give me something now," because I was in, I was in so much pain. I was like, "Please, I can't," you know. And I mean, here I am, such a wimp, three three hours, right? And I'm into it, That's and good. I'm asking for yeah. something. But they said, "Hold on, it's only like going to be like one more minute." And I was like, oh, you've got to be kidding me. And 
you know, um, it was a really it was a really beautiful experience for me because I um, the pain, like I said, was pretty horrific. But I'm not going to say that in a bad way because I don't want to scare people away from having children because children are our future, and I really think that we should. Um, I think that we should coexist and um, bring new children into the world, even though a lot of people say, nah, the world's too crazy. You don't, you know, bring a child into the world to teach them what we need to do for the future. And, you know, I've always told everyone else in my life that have been close to me that most of the things I've learned in my life have been from young adults. Uh, I've learned more from them than I have from people my own age and people that are older. If I have to say my mentor, my mentor, I have a mentor, but I also have very um, vivid memories of my of, of, of interactions with my daughter as well. What about you and your children? Um, how do you feel spending time with them and writing books about zombies and and uh, going to that place in your head and then telling them a story tale before they go to night's sleep? Obviously, it's going to be a happy one, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. No, there are very few zombie stories that I tell them, but um, it's funny because my my older boy, uh, who's uh, four years and change, he already he totally knows what zombies are, and like will sometimes uh, be in hanging out, and he'll come into the bedroom, and he'll jump in the bed, and he'll be like. Guys, get under the covers. There's zombies coming. Hurry. Are you serious? And pull oh, the that's covers over funny. Yeah. Although right now he's going through a serious Sonic phase. Like he, he started playing Sonic video games and he's like getting obsessed with Sonic. How old is kind he? Of, actually, it's concerning. Uh, he's four years old and he's a oh, master wow. of he's a master of the video games. At four, <laughs> he's a master of the iPad. It's kind of, it's definitely scary. Uh-huh. But uh, but they they are both um, both my kids. I have a, a four year old and I have a, a one and a half year old, almost two year old, and they're both really just such you know amazing, beautiful kids, and I I just love being with them, even though they drive me and my wife a little crazy sometimes. And having a child, uh, having a baby is in some ways like having a little zombie because they kind of just walk around and make weird noises and weird smells and sometimes they attack you. But it's really an amazing thing and i really so blessed to have, you know, my, my two beautiful kids. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, you know, I'm going to ask you to define something for us because this is now your take on it. Define to our listeners, because we do have quite a few people listening live. I'm looking at the numbers, and I want to, again, welcome everyone to the show. This is uh, Red Velvet Media Blog Talk Radio. I'm Holly Steffi, and today my guest is Michael J. Frey with his new book, State of Infection. Um, Define for me and our listeners what a zombie is. Because a lot of people don't really understand. They think zombies are something that are just like something that walk around that look duh, that you know whatever. And uh, define define what a zombie is and what's the best way to kill a zombie. 
<laughs> All right. Well, I guess it would depend on who you ask, but um, yeah, the originally the zombies were were based on a lot of voodoo and um, Caribbean ideas that came from the Caribbean about yeah. They were more like they were more like mummies than anything else, and they were not that scary. Um, but I like to defer to the Max Brooks World War Z, the novel that is definition of a zombie, which is basically a lifeless corpse that manages to maintain small amounts of brain function and and can sort of move the body around with just a little bit of brain function and really no other organs are working. Um, in in my book, um, State of Infection, the zombies are the result of Montoya's encephalopathy, which is almost like a it, – it comes from – it's caused by uh, – and I don't want there's this is not a spoiler. This is just a little bit of No, I wanna know. Um, I wanna know. <laughs> so if one comes yeah, to my house, um, I I know how to recognize them. Exactly. Stuff like exactly. that. Because I know there was a really cute movie out there that was about a zombie that was a good zombie that fell in love with a human girl whose father ran the navy navy or warm, army. Yeah. Yeah, warm that bodies. One. Yeah, that warm was bodies. cute. That was cute. That was a good one. But go ahead. So tell us about the scary zombies. I just got a comment in the room. Oh, my God. Definition of a zombie, a person formerly living that no longer has a spirit or a free thought. I do believe the zombie apocalypse is already upon us. That's coming from my friend Kevin, um, Kevin Smith, my chef friend. Um, that's pretty interesting, Kevin. That's a really cool take. But go to go to uh, um, check out that. But Michael, um I want to hear. Um, I want to hear the rest of what you are defining a zombie. I'm sorry, I cut you off. No, no, that's okay. I was just saying, in the story that I wrote, the zombies are. Yeah. Um, they come. Their the cause is uh, basically comes down to a plant. So it's a a, a plant or a flower releases this um, protein, this infectious protein called the prion, which is an actual infectious particle and it deposits in the brain and it basically kills all of a person's long-term memory so all they have so imagine if you were just walking around with the memories that you had like last two three seconds of your life over and over again and that's all you have to rely on and that is what in my book is what creates this zombie-like behavior and how you and the other way to recognize the zombie in in my book is that the eye color changes. All of the zombies' eyes change to mm-hmm. either green or red, depending on the type of um, the type of change that they're undergoing. And I won't go into that much more because I don't want to give any spoilers here. But um, the way to bring them down. That's more a universally accepted idea, which is simply mm-hmm. you got to take out the brain. So always just grab, shoot him in the head, right? Or, 
shoot them in the head, a gun, an ice pick, or whatever you got, and go for the brains. Yeah, um, you know what? I saw a couple people cutting the heads off, too. Is that another way, cutting the head off the body, or is the body still alive? No, that's, that? that's like that's really good. That is um, that is extra. You know, that's extra good. Yeah. But I, I think if you're going to do that, you might want to also just damage the brain itself because depending on who you read or see, some of those decapitated zombies, still can bite. So they they can, you know, the head can be just sitting in a bush or something and yeah. get you. Um, <laughs> and again, and again, we are talking about state of infection, and by no means am I talking about going out and killing anyone. We're talking about killing zombies, guys, if anyone tunes yeah, just zombies. in in late. Because I don't want anybody thinking, oh, my God, here she's talking about killing people, cutting people's heads off, hitting them in the head with ice picks. No, 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 no. We're talking about zombies. We're not talking about. We're talking about the living dead, right? The yeah. living dead. And only the only the bad ones. And only the, the bad ones. ones. And there are good zombies out there, like that that movie, Warm Bodies. That was such a cute movie. What did you think about that movie? I really liked it. Um, that was a fun watch. Uh-huh. I, was, I was into that. Yeah, so that I mean. He had a lot it, of it was, it was a good idea. It was a really clever idea to spin mm-hmm. it around that way. He had a lot of emotion. And what I really liked about it also was how he taught the other zombies um, that they could coexist, which was kind of a cool thing because that's what we're trying to teach the world right now is about coexisting. Obviously, we don't want to coexist with people that are doing really evil things in the world. Um and you just want to send them a lot of love and hopefully healing to their souls because they're going to need it in the next um, place they go to. But, um, you know, I liked also Resident Evil Afterlife. Um, what did you think about that movie? That was really scary. That movie, that scared me. Yeah, I was, I'm was. i definitely a fan of the Resident Evil series. Um I don't get to go to the movies that often these days, but when I I think the last horror movie that I saw was the last Resident Evil. Uh, those are those are. I like and isn't that. that interesting? The girl that plays in that movie is also the one that plays in Ultraviolet. Right. That's Mila Jovovich. Right. I can't say her last name properly. I think. So if I think I'm it's saying Jokovic. it. Djokovic, okay, and she also, yeah, I think so. oh my God, you know who else she played was, um, she played Joan of Arc in uh, the Joan of Arc yeah. movie, and yeah, um, everyone knows me, I'm a huge Joan of Arc f- fan and um, can relate to Joan of Arc's life very much so, and so, yeah, so she's she's a really good actress, Um She's played some pretty some pretty cool roles. But, yeah, Resident Evil, I mean, that was just like, you know, the first one and then the second one was kind of trippy. I just really felt like I could really relate to those. But, you know, there are nights. Do you ever have a night where you just come in the house and like you're sitting there and you're like, okay, I'm a, I want to watch a scary movie tonight. Do you ever get like that, like where you just wanted to sit down and watch something scary but not too scary, something that was going to creep you out? Uh, my... My wife, who's, I hope, listening, is probably laughing because <laughs> that, I, I generally am 
always in the mood to watch something scary or uh-huh. not real. And she is really not down with those types of movies. In fact, come Halloween time, I'm just constantly watching or re-watching some of these really fun, scary movies. And I spend a lot of time alone on the couch because she goes somewhere else. Um, I, I love scary movies and I love um, really good sci-fi series that wind up on TV. And, oh, um, yeah. Totally. Me too. I like that too. So we, I have to tell you real quick, um, my friend Kevin Smith, again, that is the chef that I told you about, he said, on a side note, Mythbusters did a show on, on the zombie apocalypse myths and they decided that a sword and an or an or an axe was more effective than a gun because it was faster load time. So there you go, like you said, like with an ice pick or like something like that. Yeah, totally. Wow. Well, I can't believe they're actually another... doing shows on how to kill zombies. That's crazy. Is there something yeah. that we should know? <laughs> the, the CDC uh, the CDC actually has a zombie website, um, information on, on the zombie apocalypse. And, CBC? Uh, Hold on, I'm CBC going to that. And, and, the Huffington, and the Huffington Post has a zombie CBC apocalypse. CBC zombie, right? Z-O-M. Yeah. I'm going to look that up. Oh, wow. Yeah. News for CBZ, CBZ zombie, why Hamilton won't survive a zombie apocalypse. Um. Wow. So I didn't, I didn't know about that. Yeah, they're taking it seriously. Now, another another thought on uh, killing zombies, just zombies, and um, this is something that I'm borrowing from the soldiers from from my book um, is what's called a zap hat, and what that is is you have to get a a large fisherman's net and you soak it with gasoline, and you have to have at least two guys toss it. And if you're able to get the net, the zap hat, over, you know, a good number of zombies soaking in gasoline, you toss a match, and you're able to burn the brains of, like, you know, 10 or 20 zombies all at one time without wasting the bullets. So if and when, you know, you get stuck in that sort of a situation, you can always use that as well. Wow, you know, I didn't know. I'm looking at the CBC um, site. That is trippy. That is so funny. And they're talking about how Hamilton is the third likely, leastly Canadian city to survive a a zombie apocalypse. And then they talk about um, different different areas that you're in. I'm just, I'm looking at this. This is really funny about the population density and then obesity and um, the average temperature and stuff like that. Wow. This is, this is, this is a pretty, pretty trippy site. I didn't even know this was yeah. out here. So what other yeah, sites kind of... can you tell our listeners about that maybe for those hardcore zombie fans out there that might want to check out some sites? Um, the, there's the, um, there's, Dread Central, which is, mm-hmm. it's not necessarily, it's not all zombies, but it's like, um, as the name would imply, it's, it's 
dark stuff, you know, and mm-hmm. like reviews and movies and books. Um, and there's a zombie report um, that's kind of, you know, fictitious zombie um, sightings and reporting that are that's kind of fun. And there's also, um, as I mentioned, the Huffington Post actually has a zombie apocalypse um, page where, you know, if you want, you can send in um, reports and top ten lists and things like that. Uh, so I actually have sent a few in myself, um, like uh, like blog like blog ideas and, and top ten lists. And so those are fun sites. Yeah, I'm looking here um, on the Huffington Post. It's the network's asking if missing flight became a zombie <laughs> plane theory. I don't even want to talk about the uh, plane missing. It's really, it's something that I yeah. just don't even want to go there about because I have so many conflicting feelings and knowings and stuff about stuff, and uh, I don't really want to get into that about that subject, but. Uh, do you think zombies could definitely be a reality um, here in the United States or um, in our lifetime? Well, I think you know it depends on what on what you are defining as a zombie. I, you know, I think in some ways we we are all becoming a little more zombified with with all of our iPads and our TVs and our entertainment um mm-hmm. it's kind of scary and i think you know we've all seen like a lot of joke cartoons that we're all just sort of um turning into a, a society of zombies staring at our phones but I, I do think that there's that there's always a possibility of, a, of an outbreak of something um i don't know that it would be like zombieism but i do think that there's there's strange things that exist out in the world that, you know, we don't fully know. I, I You know, we we try and think that we know everything um, and that we've sort of conquered most of everything that exists in the world, but there are viruses that exist in nature that we don't know of yet, that we haven't been introduced to yeah, yet. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that we haven't. Yeah, we haven't cut down the wrong tree or, you know, slaughtered the wrong animal or eaten the wrong piece of meat. Um, but I think that we will run into some of these in the future. I hope that none of them are that bad. But there are some diseases that are very strange, and there are some exotic viruses out there that make people do strange things like uncontrollable laughter, um and or somnolent sleeping or there are a lot of strange behaviors that can come up from some of these infections and I, I I don't know I think maybe if we sort of embrace the darker aspects of um, what's out there I think something could mm-hmm. potentially happen like that. Yeah, you know, um, you talked about things that are out there that we don't know about and. I I agree with you on that because I know that people have um, actually found species of different animals that haven't been in in um, seen by humans before, 
um, you know, we're talking about uh, fish, fish and stuff like that. I have a friend that goes and teaches people in different countries about different, and they find different species of things that have never been seen and never been brought out to the real public. And it's really interesting because, you know, if something like that can exist, then you know that there's something existing out there that the unknown, I mean, we've got a lot of unknown, a lot of unknown things going on, right? So that's the thing that really I think is uh, happening. And I think that um, we need to, like, be prepared for not just a zombie apocalypse, just basically be prepared for any anything like an earthquake or um, a fire or any natural catastrophe and then any unnatural things that may come about. Um, and I'm talking about um, things of other worlds and uh, be prepared. Just be prepared. That's all I'm going to say, you know, because, you know, it's like you never know what's really out there. And I believe, I'm a true believer that there are so many other things out there that we haven't seen yet, and we've all, and we're just now starting to get wind of it. So I really wish you the best of luck with this book. And again, I um he is on Facebook. It's all one word, State of Infection. And I liked your page. And I also posted the link to your website in the chat room. And um, I wanted to say to you uh, that I wanted to thank you so much for being here today because I know that you took this took a lot of time out of your day. And I do want to catch up with you afterwards. Is the number I called earlier a good number to call you on? Sure, yeah, absolutely. Okay, cool. And then um, what we're, oh, and, you know, I wanted to ask you, we opened up with a very interesting song that you requested, Tangled Up in Blue by Bob Dylan. Why that song? I'm a huge Bob Dylan fan. Um, Bob is very I fun. always have been. I love Bob Dylan. Um, and that's one of my favorite songs. I, 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 I always can get lost in that song. It's a beautiful song. It is. It's really, really pretty. And we're ending with a song that you uh, chose, which happens to be one of my favorite songs, Going to California by Led Zeppelin. Um, Why that song? Led Zeppelin, I'm definitely, like, a big Led Zeppelin fan. And I think that Going to California might be my single favorite song, like if I had to narrow it down and pick one single best song, um, I think that would be it. I love that song. Uh, Yeah, it's a really cool song. It is. It has a lot of really good meaning. It's really pretty. It's a pretty song. Uh, It is pretty. Yeah, we're going to end the show with that song. And I want to make sure everybody does tune in Friday for my show with Baron Wallman and uh, we have some really cool shows coming up um, in the next couple of weeks with Richie Ramone and uh, um, lots of really cool things at the Indie Cafe. So make sure you um, you know stay tuned. Check me out on Facebook, Red Velvet Media, and also make sure to check out State of Infection on Facebook. Go like it because uh, 
Are you going to run some um, cool stuff on there? Yeah. Any there, cool there, contest or anything? We do have a contest um, on on the on the on the Facebook page, and um, there are a bunch of movies and um, book promos on there, and some some blurbs, and um, I have a, a, a some some cool stuff there from Nelson DeMille, the the author who actually was really helpful. Um, I had met him um, through my parents, and he had given me some really good advice and um, helped me along with this book. So there's some, some stuff from Nelson DeMille there. And, um, yeah, it's good. It's a good place to, to get oh, more cool. information. Okay, yeah. What kind of contest do you have going on right now that um, our listeners uh, can go to and, and be involved in? Yeah, um, well, right now we're doing an Amazon gift card. Basically, just um, sign up and and um, you can win a, an Amazon gift card. Oh, so cool! I think, I think it's I think it's fifty dollar gift card, if I'm not mistaken. Nice. Well, yeah. you know, I think that everyone should check this out and. Uh, you can click on all the different links if you go to the website. And the website, like I said, it's really kind of cool. It's like very steampunk. It's got a really good feeling to it. And for everyone listening today, I want to thank you all for being here. And I want to say that the show will be available on iTunes and immediately afterwards on demand on Red Velvet Media, Blog Talk Radio. And I want to thank you so much, Michael, for being here today. And if you have, do you have anything that you would like to say to everyone before we end our show today? No, just want to say thank you very much for having me. Um, this has oh, been very please. cool. Very fun. And I wish you the best of luck on your next interview. And I'm going to give you a call because I definitely want to talk to you. I have cool. a couple a couple really cool ideas. And with that, uh, I want to say to everyone, have a really, really good day. And I'll be back on Friday at my regularly scheduled time. And enjoy the day. Uh, spring is here. And uh, watch out in the dark out there. You never know what's what's going to be out there, right? That's, that's right. That's right. You never know. And with that, uh, this has been um, Holly Stuffy with Red Velvet Media, Blog Talk Radio. See you on Friday. Thank you. You've been listening to Red Velvet Media with Holly Steffi. Thanks for listening, and tune in again next time.